0: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. I'm just giving up the fight. I think my phone's broken so it doesn't do the panorama shot. on uh, Instagram, on youtube anymore so my apologies um and we don't we don't have a computer anymore because it was uh broken um but i can give you more details on that if you'd like to know later um is it sunday it is that's why we're here all right all right well buckle in strap in buckle up don't forget to like and subscribe and put the notifications on <laughs> i only learned that from my kids watching my son likes to watch youtube uh videos and uh, so that's how you're supposed to like and rescribe, subscribe and and uh you know, nothing like one kid eating hot sauce being like, if I get a million likes, I'll eat some more hot sauce. I'm like, a million likes for eating hot sauce? Man. Can't wait to see how people respond by me saying, let's bring the world together and have a conversation. It's going to be really popular. Oh, six to a million almost. Um, Woo! What a week. What a week. What a week. What a week. Um. Give everybody just a few minutes to get in, get comfortable, turn your computers on. Um, so this is not going to be part two of, of, of hell, by the way. If you came hoping for more hell, um, just uh, because I feel like I need to do some uh, more work on that, more studying. Um, I've gotten to some parts that are really confusing, and so I'm going to contact some folks about getting a time map of some of these traditions and uh, when they change, so we can really take a good look at like how this happened, how uh, Greek philosophy influenced second, uh, you know, what is it, second century Judaism, you know, all, all this stuff kinda comes in and words change and people's ideas change and, and, and I mean a lot of change between just Paul's writing and of course I'll do this when we do the next Hell Talk, but Paul's writing and the uh, the Gospels. Um, I can't wait for the guys who are, God never changes! <laughs> but Hell seems to have morphed between within 30, 40 years of each... Whoop, <laughs> between Paul's writings and Hell's writings. And that's the great thing about um, scholarship. I don't feel like you can really develop a great theology without good scholarship, and the problem is most people don't want scholarship and they're afraid of the scholarship, and it's wild to see how much people fear the truth that they say they love so much is how they kick away <laughs> the truth, and they start out. Well, I mean, does the guy who wrote that does he believe in God? And is that, that you know like they try to do everything they can to like. You know, discount. It's wild to watch people when they can't win arguments. And that's why I want to talk about arguing well and even losing arguments well, I think, is important. Is why we try to talk about that here is because, you know, it's like you start to look desperate and seem desperate and go after things that, you know, like, oh, this person, you know, something must be wrong with this person. And, you know, I got to find, uh, uh, you know, a Theologian, or you know, someone who does Christian scholarship who's an apologist, because this doesn't fit my belief system, and so now you're building something to fit around a belief system that you got because you know you were raised in a particular church and that's how you always heard it, or you know, or that was your opinion. And uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm I, I get look things, and there are times when my first reaction is like, I need to read another. Person, I need a second opinion. I'm gonna need a third opinion on this uh, this scholar's work. You know? Um, you know, you don't always have to agree with the scholars. You don't always have to agree with, you know, the writers of the Bible. But it's it's worth it's worth uh, it's worth wrestling with, and to let down your defenses. And, and when you do when you do biblical scholarship, uh, it's good to ask yourself like, okay. Can I handle this? Is this going to shake me? Um, am I afraid? And what I've seen a lot of people do is, uh, I had friends uh, back in my 20s, uh, late teens, early 20s, who would go into seminary. And uh, a lot of things would happen. Sometimes they would leave seminary completely delusioned and want nothing to do with Christianity um, because of what they saw, because they realized it was so different than what they were raised believing. And um, and then usually ten years, five or ten years down the road, they come back to the Christianity of their own understanding, and just kind of block out the whole seminary time. And we're really good at just sticking with what we believe and not being tested and not, you know, like it's it's really wild, you know. I get it. The world is like chaotic enough. You want something that's not going to be chaotic. you don't want to be wrong, um, you know. But that's—it's that's just not how it goes. I mean, there's things in those books where I'm like, "Oh man, like how did I miss that?" You know. So anyway, it's a journey, folks. It's—we're all learning and, and growing together, and doing that. So, um, but yeah. So we'll get back into hell, maybe next weekend or the following weekend. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I know we've got. Uh, next year we've got Galatians and hopefully November we start Romans and then at in the evening Romans is going to be separate then we'll January Galatians and then uh, Paul Tillich and uh, I'm sure we'll still have a few more uh, hell talks to go. I don't think that'll just be a one or two or three uh, part talk. I think that's going to be an in-depth talk. Hopefully we can just put those all together and people can who are curious about hell can go listen to those. And, and say what they want to say um all right so here here's what i have to say today and what i'm going to share with you all today is uh, not a sermon it's just uh just me sharing my humanity with all of you and uh, i hope that's okay if it's not you know hit that like button and turn off (laughs) like and tune off and get out um don't forget to set those, what is it? The alarm or something, don't forget to set those, I know, I've got to get the I don't I've gotta get the wording down right. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and set the alarm or something, all right. Anyway, you guys know what it is. You know what it is! You know what it is. Um, when we attack people, we hurt people. And we don't often realize that we people are human beings all over the place. Share, yes, please share. Share is good. Um, piling on angry things, saying angry things, hurting people, um, is hurtful. And some of you are probably going, oh yeah, Jay, we saw you post that thing up and... You know, honestly, like, when I have critics come after me, um, and then when they lump my appearance in with it, because they're like, which is really cool, because it's like, what what do they believe? Because they think I'm crazy, they think my dad's crazy, you know, and, oh, this is pretty great, you know. Um, and I post that stuff, and sometimes, just because it kind of, like, I like to share with people, like, this is what daily life is like. You know, not daily, but this is what it is like doing this work, and this is what people do, and... Um, you know, here's just the reality of what we do, but it also kind of fuels me a little bit to kind of continue my work. Like, it doesn't make me be like, oh, I'm gonna go crawl. And I mean, maybe it might right away make me feel like I'm gonna go crawl into a cave and give up. Um, I think the surprising thing is, is when, like, more liberal folks come in and be like, yeah, your dad's a piece of shit, you know? And, like, they just don't get it. Like, they don't get white scapegoating, like, oh, or I thought we just didn't scapegoat the people we like, you know? Just that we don't get it. We don't get that hurting people is hurting people. Um uh, you know not letting people communicate their side of the story or work their side or have a discussion you know not allowing ourselves not allowing ourselves to hear well and listen well to the other it can be very hurtful to them as well and we don't realize that like when we shut people down right away uh, there's no discussion I tried to have a discussion with a few people yesterday and it was wild because I got blocked which is you know, I guess it's easier for me because it's like, oh, I don't have to try to argue well at this point because I can't. Um, but there, there's a reason I think communication is important, you know. Um, uh, you know, I had a guy come after me a few weeks ago and we ended up talking and then DMing me and he offered me a job. Unfortunately, it didn't have what it I needed for that job, but <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is possible to realize, oh my God, we're... Really in something together, and we've turned on each other. Um, you know, I, I had this later, and what I was going to talk about, but I just keep thinking of all those kids uh, in uh, that were that are in Palestine, the kids that were 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 kidnapped by Hamas. The children that died in the attack by Hamas, but also uh, all the folks in Palestine, uh, Palestinians and all their children and all these people who are losing their homes. And I mean, it doesn't look like a war at this point. At this point, it just looks like complete, like utter destruction. Um, you know, I think about all these people who are suffering horrific, horrific losses. And we try to justify one side or the other, and it's just unjustifiable. You know, it's just children, like, when we lose, when we lose the respect for the children, when we lose respect for the women and children, you know, uh, which I think is, our, you know, already been happening, uh, I think we lose the essence of humanity. I think we lose an essence of who we really are. And... Um, And I see that happening. Um, You know, so I I really hope that this war stops. There's a ceasefire that it stops and that there's tough, really tough, hard conversations happening. I'm just horrifically sad by seeing all these people murdered. And I'm really sad of seeing people like justify the murder on other sides. Like we should be at the point where war is not, an option anymore. Like, it's always going to be the exact last option, even when we're attacked, you know. Um, But there's got to be a better way. Um, There is a better way. We just kill the people who say there's a better way. (laughs) So, that's the problem. Um, So, anyway you should should read dr king's writings on vietnam and the vietnam war and his struggle with being silent about the vietnam war for a while and uh it's very uh, humanizing uh, to read that and read his struggle with that and him weighing the, you know civil rights work against you know anti-war you know civil rights work versus poverty you know, all these things, it's really kind of humanizing and beautiful to see. Highly recommend uh, reading some of his stuff on that. And, you know, maybe follow Bernice King. She's always posting stuff about her, her father's work. It's really good stuff. Um, you know, so, so that I just had to get that out because, that I mean, I think there's this, this horrific suffering of, of children who are now, even the children who have gotten away, who, who, who everything in their life, their schools, their lives, their homes, everything is gone. And what does it, you know, what does that do to, to that, what does that mark for, like, what does that say for the future, you know, uh, of these people's lives? And what, what, what is, what, what happens with all that trauma, you know, what, what happens when they have to carry all that trauma through life with them? And, uh, you know, I mean, I've just seen these horrific people of of pictures, I mean, of horrific pictures of, of dead children, you know, and. I don't want to become numb to it. It's really easy to become numb to it. Even like the idea of like, well, all this misinformation. So then we become numb to like, well, is this real? Or is this not real? What's reality? You know, we're asking what reality is. It's like we're all in LSD or something. You know, you can't trust the media any barely anymore. You know, it's like you know, CNN seems to have a, a leaning and obviously Fox has a leaning and all the other ones seem, you know, even NPR seems to have like kind of a leaning and you're just like, who do i believe how do i figure this stuff out it's really tough um i am tired i I saw someone said that they're praying that i find a job yeah i really am tired it's been a it's been a lot Um, my schedule keeps running into this stuff um i applied for a couple more jobs this weekend and uh but it's wild. Everything's online. So it's not like back in the day when you had to go on the, you had to go in and talk to a person, fill it out, hand it to the person. They saw you, then they call, you know, you got it. You didn't get, you know, they even, you know, it's like you get an email, maybe, you know, the the email asks you to call if, but it's really going to ask you to call if you got it. Otherwise, Oh, sorry, we're uh, not hiring at this point. Or sorry. It's, you know, you're not what we're looking for. Your schedule doesn't work with our schedule right now, but keep checking back, you know? So it's, just different than it used to be. Like, I mean, I haven't had to have a second job. Uh, well, I mean, I did have a second job last year, but that was working on a film, um, uh, documentary series, and um, and so I was doing that because I didn't get I didn't get paid for Evolution for six months. But I still did, you know, this and that. And we did both those things. But um, but this is a lot weirder because you know you're having to, I'm having to go out and hustle. So I see what everybody's dealing with. And it seems like the country's in a really uh, tough place. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. I've heard all my friends been like, I can't find a job. You know, I'm trying so hard to find. And I'm like, really? Because <laughs> it's just, that's what the capitalism does to us. That's what the news does is, oh, it's a job. It's a, it's a job market that's going up. You know, and you hear all that, and you go, okay. And then you go in and you're like, oh, wait, my friends aren't full of shit. The news that I'm hearing is, like, I must not be in the right line of work, you know? Anyway. Trying to make lives, you know, trying to make a living hoping you don't lose everything does hurt. It is scary, like, when you're, like, really trying to, like, do things and everybody's got to, everybody's got an opinion and I appreciate it. Cause I get a lot of great, like, Hey, you should try this out. Hey, you should try this out. You know, so I'm trying, but sometimes you also get a little like, Oh, overwhelmed, <laughs> but I'm getting to it. You know, like I get all these recommendations and I have a little list that I keep and then I, okay, all right, I'm going to email these folks and you know, maybe I should just go in and introduce myself, you know, that, hopefully that's not too weird, you know, to see if, it, see if maybe putting a face to the, to the application helps at all. Um, you know, so that's what I do when I'm kid-free right now. But, you know, we've talked about hell. And, I, and one of the things I want to talk about is like this hurt and this pain and seeing people suffering. Uh, seeing our country support what I think is not a just war, um, in my opinion. You know, seeing just... Just seeing things that are just dehumanizing constantly and that we're kinda of dehumanizing each other constantly, you know, it can feel like a bit of a living hell, you know, especially when you're just trying to, to just a minimum make it and then you're like going like, How is it that you know I'm paying six hundred dollars a month for groceries? <laughs> or you know, or I'm um, you know, it's seventy five bucks to fill up my my Volkswagen, you know what I mean, it's like all this stuff is, is is tough you know and then we have this religion idea and then we're so separate in the religion that it's not like you even have a big community but the cool thing last night about going to hang out with my friend bill who used to be work for tooth and nail was this was the singer for uh, Blenderhead. we've known each other for about 30 years now um is that we just got to talk about like life and our belief system and be on the same page and and maybe not agree 100% on everything, but it was just nice to like be around somebody who's not like constantly like, you know. I, I guess that's why uh, having a, a group of people within a community is nice, you know. And hopefully that's where we're headed. Um, but hurt can feel like hell. Confusion can feel like hell. Um, taking the high ground when the ship is sinking, you know, is not easy. You know, and I was, I've been talking about that, like, like grace and in, in arguing well and all this. Stuff. And I always get the pushback from people like, well, if they don't recognize my identity and blah, blah, you know. But it's like, you know, taking the high ground when the ship is sinking from, from enemy fire and friendly fire, and you're still like, oh, we're going to take the high ground, you know. It's like, dude, we're in the water. um, can feel, feel like hell. And I think we've got to start having a little bit more, if not empathy, sympathy, for, for each other and realize that often what we're doing when people are yelling at you they're projecting something they're trying to work out in their own life I mean that's why uh, psychology I think is important and that's why I have like a bunch of uh, I know some of you don't like Freud that's okay you can be wrong that's um, so why I have a bunch of Freud books right there. And, and why I read about psychology is because you realize, like, oh, sometimes we are projecting what's really our own insecurities onto others. And, and you know, some of the like apologetics, you know, when, you know, when you struggle to believe in God and you have to write 10 books on apologetics to prove everybody that it's right, you know, obviously you're trying to prove it to yourself as well. You know, you have a lot of doubt, you're just not saying it in a normal way uh, or showing it in the normal way. And it's funny when you kind of learn a little bit of, of psychology and a little bit of that, you can kind of see some of those things happen. And hopefully what it does is it, it gives you more grace for the other. And, uh, and you can dive into it or you can ask questions like, okay, well, why do you think this? Or why do you feel this way about me? Or that type of thing. Um, it does help the, the conversation a bit, you know, um, as we've talked about here. But it is tough. Um, you know, and, and, and it's like, you know, we often feel like, how are we going to, how am I going to survive? How am I going to survive this? Like you're looking at people who are literally with Israel, Israel literally trying their best to survive, you know, and, and being told you have to leave because we're going to devastate your life, your land, your world. Like, if this was a biblical story, these people would probably think it was the end of the world because we don't have... We, back then, We you know, it's like the flood. The flood was probably, if it did happen, probably not an earthly flood. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, it's, it's like everything in your life, you know? you know. How much time do we spend, you know, taking our kids to school and going to the same places and doing the same things and then all that's gone? All your friends, all your family, they're all gone. Half of them, maybe more, are dead. You know, how do we... How are we going to survive knowing that that's happening and that we're, you know, and that we're afraid to say anything because we're afraid that someone's going to judge us based on a political system. It's like not wearing a mask or wearing a mask. I mean, it was so petty now that we can't even say like, this is an unjust war. Oh, you must be A, B, C, D, identity politics, bringing this. And even when I was, you know, defending my father, not even defending my father when I was just like, Hey, just, you don't have to come and call my dad a piece of shit to me. Like, I know what you think. I know where it's at. You don't have to reiterate this. And the person's like, brings in identity politics, you know? And it's like, when we do all these things to kind of like, when we start losing, we start shifting and we start judging and we go into a play, like we go into kill mode. Like that's what happens when you start to go into these modes of bringing in identity politics or these things into things where they're not at. We just know that those are conversation enders, and those are people killers, and those are cancel culture type of things. And we've got to get away from that. You know, folks on the left, please stop doing that. Like, that's not, you know, why we became, we came left because I became left because I thought that's all we did on the right was cancel people and do that kind of shit. And judge people and tell them they weren't, you know, good enough. And now it's like all of a sudden you're like, whoa, have you been, you know, whatever. The political system has divided us completely. Religion is dividing us. Identity politics is dividing us. Why politicians get rich, you know, and off of war. Of course they support war. They're invested. Let me look where they've invested their money. You know, so this is a really tough reality to wake up in every single day. And we have a system that tells us, well, don't question it. This is just the way it is. This is how it works. This is life, and this is how you're supposed to live life. And I just am a little bit too punk rock to buy into that, you know, and maybe a little too Christian to buy into that, is that this is the way it has to be, you know. Um, I'd rather be like a dreamer and delusional than someone who just steps into line and goes like, okay, well, I won't question this because I don't want to get either side mad at me. I won't do this because I don't want this to happen. You know, I'm just going to do this to keep everybody happy. Um, I won't complain that my, you know, about the, you know, I'll just complain about the price of groceries to my close friends and you know, we'll just continue to go on and, and, and this is just life. And this is how life works and it's just shouldn't work that way. You know, why I hate scapegoating is because we'll be like, it's all the Republicans, they all want to do all this stuff, and, and they're the reason we're all poor because they won't let us have drag queen lunch hour with the kids, you know, story time. You're going like, well, I don't know how those two go together, you know, or the Democrats are all like, oh, it's all, you know, it's, or, the, you know, the Democrats are all like, or the Republicans are like, oh, it's all the Democrats because they just want everybody to be married and have, you know, sex changes at four years old and all this stuff, and oh, abortion. And then we all just start fighting, and then they're like, oh, we're all getting rich. You know, like I know people who work in Washington and work with politicians and a lot of that fighting that we see on television is just an act. Like behind doors, they're talking, they're like, hey, Fred, hey, Billy, hey, Susie, hey, you know, (laughs) you know, and then publicly they have to attack each other to keep the system working the way it is. But we're being faked out by like performance art. This is what's destroying our lives is performance art. Um, And he said, well, Jay, why aren't you talking more about Christianity? I would like to see Christianity change this type of thing, but we've fallen into the same thing, where we just are fighting over identity politics. I mean, I watch so many promising young uh, liberal, progressive, like, theologians and pastors and stuff, and and I see these guys online and stuff, and they're all, like, posting clips of, like, Mark Driscoll, and they're making fun of uh, evangelical Christians, and they're just tearing people apart, you know? Like, they've got this really great message, unless you're not unless you're Mark Driscoll or unless you're, uh, evangelical. And then of course they have thousands of followers and, and they're very popular and all this stuff. But it's like, at what point have you sold out the message to be popular? Like the message of saying like, no, we need to argue well. We need to be friends with our enemies. We're supposed to love our enemies. That's what the whole beatitude is. I'm not, I don't have, I don't have to attack them. Like, you know, like I didn't even know, like, I barely knew Mark Driscoll was still preaching, and now I turn on and see a video of like a pastor, I'm like, oh, I like that guy, but why is he posting about Mark Driscoll and, but and you know, and, and this watch this infighting, I'm like, well, they're all just kind of like have an ecosystem going on here, an ecosystem of survival. Well, if I critique you and you critique me, you know, our bases will support us to protect each other from each other, so it becomes this ecosystem of Christianity, of. Well, we'll push the right and the right pushes the left and it just goes on and on into this never ending cycle of like, they're just making a living, just making a living, making ends meet, you know? And there was a time in my life where I thought if I, I could go down this road, of just, you know, I did attack people and I did go after these people. And there are times I'm going to say like, oh, so-and-so, like I don't agree with Mark Driscoll. There's going to be times where i am probably mentioned him if I hear that he said something really horrible about women or thing like that. But this constant like finding like I'm seeking out what conservatives are saying so I can tear them apart, you know, Um, like, you know, with this horrible gun massacre that we just recently had, you know, and this Republican comes out and he's like, you know, what, I was wrong. You know, we got to we shouldn't have assault rifles on the street, you know. And I didn't see a lot of those folks being like, hey, look, people are changing. People are, you know, this is change. It's a little bit late, but there's change. I didn't see a lot of that. You know, it's like, who's, okay, now who do we critique? Now who do we, you know, you know, make feel, you know, tell them like, oh, what are you, you know, like, it's just this never ending division that is getting, literally getting us nowhere in this world. And I say this world because we have some people from not just Americans, because believe it or not, the world doesn't revolve around us, nor should it, um, So you know, it's just I think it's a it's a it's a tool as old as time as this distraction. I'm not seeing any comments, so hopefully y'all are just like, oh, this is so good. I'm not saying anything because usually you guys are all like talking to each other. <laughs> Did anybody was there a fight? <laughs> Did I miss it? Um, I think even religion uh, has become too dangerous. I think religion has become too dangerous. I mean, one of the reasons, you know, we have this like, I'm just going to accept Israel no matter what is because you had a lot of like evangelical Christians in the 80s thinking like, well, maybe we can manipulate God to return in time and blah, blah, blah. So we have to protect these people. Maybe we can get a red calf made or something like, you know, I mean, like you could literally this kind of nutty stuff. So even religious is dangerous. And I was thinking to myself, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus say? And I often wonder, and I wonder today, if Jesus would just be like, you know what, guys, just forget about me and all this shit. Go stop that stuff. Like, you're religious, just forget, just, I'm, it's more divisive than it's good. A kingdom divided will fall, like he said about when people were like, he's casting out demons, he's the devil. He's like, the devil's not even that dumb, you know. A kingdom divided would fall, you know. And now we're more than, we're like kingdoms, you know. We're like war of clans. You know, and with our identity, we have our religious identity. That's part of identity politics, too. You know, it's really all these conservatives like, oh, I can't stand that LGBTQ thing. I'm like, well, you know, you guys have been doing like AG, Baptist, Catholic, Protestant, Methodist, you know, um, whatever. You know, we've we've, we've, we've been going by different names all the time just to continue to separate our uniqueness from their uniqueness. I mean, you know. And I wonder if Jesus would just be like, you know, it failed. We failed. We've just—it's become a tool of of hatred. It's become a tool of judgment. It's become something that just tears people apart. And people uh, relish in, in tearing others apart. They relish in in this idea of hell that's more complicated than any of them know about, and and, and doesn't is not a really solid thought on it. Um, I just have to—not well, by scholars, at least. Uh, You know, you have to think like, you know, you think like, is it, is it worth it? You know, is it worth it? That we would really want that kind of horrificness put on someone else. I mean, if you do and you cherish in the idea of hell or this thing, or telling people that they're bad and they're doing that. I'm like, you're literally cherishing someone's like tiny second of a life here and then a multitude of their life being completely tortured, and your idea of God is that as good as psychotic. It is psychotic. You can come at me if you're an apologist or things like that. I'm glad to debate apologists. I would love to be able to go debate some of these guys in, in a very loving, respectful way where you argue well because that's what a debate is. You know, um, and so it's just distraction. It's just more of a distraction. And we're, hey, guess what? Right and left, you're both failing at it. Like making fun of evangelicals and, and, and tearing down all these people. It's just not cute. It's not cute, it's not adorable. It just gets more people mad. So then I come in, and then they all get mad at me for some reason because they don't like my dad, or because I question the arguing. And then I get in trouble, and they yell, and everybody. I see them turn on themselves, and I see these communities sometimes become smaller and smaller and smaller because they run out of people to hate, you know. Um, And everybody's so full of fear, you know. They're afraid of the conservatives as they are the progressive church. I will, I will go on mark and say that a lot of a lot of the reason the event, uh, the emergent church disappeared. And there were a lot of great people in that movement is because of progressives it had nothing to do with conservatives. It was like inside, like, it's not progressive enough. You don't look the right way. You don't act the right way. Poof. Everybody freaked out and got nervous and just scattered. So it's sad to see what we're doing to one another. You know, people, why do you give a, the, the, the left such a hard time? Because I am a part of it. You know, I am a leftist. <laughs> I am almost a communist. Okay. Not, I mean, it's, it's like, okay. So like I am a leftist as well. I believe in equal rights. I have bear on the scars on my brain for fighting for equal rights. You know, <laughs> uh, I bear the scars on my bank account for the fighting I have done. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 it's there folks, you know, and, uh, The one thing that redeems the insanity that I've lived through and that I continue to live through is being able to come here and share it with you and talk about it with you because I'm always thinking of ways like, okay, well, how can we make this better and how can we keep other people from going through this and dealing with this thing? How can we just stop repeating the same thing over and over again? Like, how can every week just be, you know, how can we just start to make things different? How can we treat each other better? You know, how are we going to live life well? Because I believe in living before dying. I believe in that we should try to live life well and make life less hell. But I think we should also try to make life a little bit less hell on other people too. And there might be a way to do that. And I think choosing battles is vital. You know, right now I would say one of the biggest problems is is the financial state of this country and wars. Like, two things we should be not excited about. And those seem to be not getting the most, I mean, the wars... uh, is getting some views and, and some debate, but it's 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 not like, it doesn't seem to be laying heavy on everybody's hearts as much as I would hope it would be, you know, that we're still distracted by, like, that's the one thing I love about living in America is the, the inner fighting just in the country of things that are just like really American always just kind of bum me out anyway. You know, I'm like, like, are we just like, it's like spiritual masturbation, you know, it's like really weird. So what would Jesus say? That's my question. Would Jesus say, like, hey, we, you guys screwed it up. Stop talking about me. Put the Bibles away. Put the Bible down. Put it. Put, put the Bible down. <laughs> it's me. It's Jesus. Look here. Look. Here. Look, look. Look at my hands. <laughs> Got the holes. <laughs> you know. Um, and theology of hell played into that as well. It's really interesting, guys, when we get in there, the uh, uh, of resurrection Plays into that idea as well. But anyway, so and Jesus is like, just stop killing each other, stop judging each other, stop making fun of each other, stop belittling each other, because that's not loving enemies. Maybe just put that down and just follow kind of this little small voice in your heart. Instinctively try to care about people. Um I, I one of the things I love about Corinthians 13 is his love does not demand its own way, you know, and uh if we want to really have a movement that changes things, you want people to join the movement. You don't want to ostracize people from the movement. That that just that's just a small group of people. <laughs> you want a big movement of people. You want to see people converted, if you will, to the Bible. This isn't a Bible. I'm um, not to the Bible either, not to Christianity. But you want to convert people to thinking differently, maybe if you're sharing your thoughts on like Oh, this is why I don't think we should have AR-15s in public. Or this is why I think we should, you know, not, you know, have something that doesn't allow wars like this to continue to happen. Or this is why I think we should have uh, health insurance for all people. You know, this is why, you know, but by having that, you want to create a movement of it. This is why I think, that, you know, we should respect the LGBTQ community, you know. You know and i remember when that guy who's i wrote the book i kissed dating goodbye and and he came out and he denounced it and everybody was like it's too late that ruined my life you know that book ruined my life and i was like man you guys should have been listening to me because i was telling you that book was crap when it came out but anyway um you know or mark driscoll ruined my life oh my god because i'm in seattle so you do hear that sometimes you know, I'm like, well, well, you know, you kind of (laughs) listened and thought somehow this machismo guy was really cool. Like, I can't help you there. Um, but, uh, but, but you don't want to just like people away. What you want to do is you want to help convert people. You want to help people think, bring them to your way of thinking, or you want to change your way of thinking. Like you don't like just create smaller, smaller who's in, who's out. You know, it's not about having a private club. It's not about being special or we are the chosen ones or anything like that. Like that's not how you do it. You don't do it that way. And when we're attacking others, we're saying, you don't belong here. You're wrong. Go away. You're bad. And you're so bad. You make us laugh. And and, and, and the things that you hold sacred are hilarious and disgusting and shit to us. So we're going to push you away. And then you go, okay, you know what? You're right. I was, I was wrong, you know? And then they go up too late. That's not how you create a movement. Okay. You don't offer someone, you know, forgiveness and then hand them a, hand them a snake, you know, or hand them too late. (laughs) Ha ha. You look like an idiot. You know, it's not pumped, but that's often how we treat others in this world and in this communities and these things. We have a very hard time of letting people live, live life. You know, it, it's it's really none of our business. We love people and that's the best we can do. You know, and, and we have to get away from this thoughts of this is just the way it is and, you know, accepting everything. I think that, and that's one of the things I think as a community here we can do is we can push back when things come up, you know. We can push back. We can say things. We can make people a little bit uncomfortable, you know. Um, it's okay. People can be... We, I can be uncomfortable, you know. We don't have to be, like, hurting and destroying people. But we can make things uncomfortable. We can say things, you know. I remember I had a friend of mine who voted for Trump the first time. In every other aspect of their life, you would have thought, this person's completely, like, liberal, you know. No way this person would ever vote for you know, or a Republican, much less Donald Trump, you know, but they did. And that's what they felt. And they thought it was the right decision. And then they would go into groups and people be like, Oh my God, like their friends, can you believe these dumb bastards, blah, blah, blah. And they'd have to go like, man, yeah. she'd have to be like, actually <laughs> I voted for, you know, and it's this type of thing, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh, you know, and people didn't know what to do with it. And I know what a lot of you would do with it. Maybe not you, you, but a lot of people who I, like, if, you know, we wanted to po- if we posted a of people who voted for Trump, they would like a lot of people would be like, Oh, nope. They're out. Unpartable sin. You know? So when we, when, when we play this kind of these petty games with each other and these type of judgmental games, and we're so hurt, the question is to ask you, like, if this is up, like right now, if you're being aggravated, like we've lost like half the listeners already might just because of this sounds like crazy talk, but whatever. A, a, a lot of the times it's because people are, if you're going like, I don't know, this makes me uncomfortable because I do feel that way. Question yourself, why do you feel that way? What makes you so insecure that you, you, you know, like, well, no, because they believe that uh, you don't know. Like what, what is making you feel attacked? What is making you feel like if you ignore this person, somehow it will get better. You know, it's like, oh, well, I've got this, you know, I've got this lump, but if I just ignore it, it'll probably get better. No, you have to look at it. You have to have a biopsy. You have to deal with it. You have to, you know, so you can stay alive and you don't realize one day you're just riddled with cancer. You know, and again, I say we've been convinced it's just this, this the way it is. And a lot of times we're convinced like this is the way it is and life is just hard and you have to accept it by people who are our friends and who are our family. Some people say, why do you argue with these people who come after you, Jay? Why do you do this? Because I want to see people change. I want to see people come to a a new idea. I want us, you know, and if I want to change, if I'm wrong in this situation, and that maybe one thing or two things they said or we said in the middle of the night is going to hit us in our brain and we're going to play over and go, hmm, maybe. Maybe there is something there. Because I I often realize that sometimes it's the people closest to me who are just like, oh, you just got to suck it up, man. That's just the way it is, you know. Life sucks. People suck. Whatever. You know, and you're going like, you know, my dad thinks one way and these people think this way. I'm just going like, and I go, the way I live, like, I don't have a great job right now. I have revolution, which is a great job when it pays and it is actually a job it's great because i love it and it's good work and it's hard work um it's a lot of lot of challenging stuff that i have to do for myself to do this work uh, and to bring this these talks here um but you know it's like people are like oh i well, know you just, that's not a normal thing that's what you're doing is that's not normal you need to go do something normal you know and i have to remind in my life like this is, what I've, this is what I've chosen. I'm glad to do something normal to help me do what I, what I feel called to. But there's, I mean, it's just you, you hear these people who everybody is ready for you to give up and lay down your passions. And sometimes you're the only person who is going like, I know what I believe, I know what I'm passionate about, and I have to fight for it. And to be honest with you, this happens to me every few years where it's like people are like, oh, you should just give up, you know, like this. Let me see the last time this happened was well, probably in 2007, uh, no, 2008, no, 2018, 2000, probably 2018, 17, 18. You need to give up, you need to stop, you need to not do this anymore. Well, here it is, 2003. We, I mean, for God's sake, we lost Caleb, we lost Steve, we've lost some good people. Uh, we've seen some horrible things happen, but we're still, revolution's still here. You know, we're still moving forward i'm still moving forward i tried to do some bad things to myself and i recovered and i am thank god i'm still here and we're still moving forward we're still fighting because we know what the purpose is you know um, that was a great thing of like starting in this like doing little christian punk rock shows when i saw bill last night it reminded me of those first times um so I think I saw my mom do it. I think I've seen a lot of people do it. And for me, that's why I often say, like, I feel like being, doing this work is more like being an artist than what I would call a preacher. Like, when I think of a preacher, I think of someone who's like stuck in a building every week and you know, is turn the air conditioning off during the week, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. Um, We've got to go to committee and talk about what the color of the curtains are going to be in the carpet, you know, and then we've got to talk about the food, But you know, somebody who's doing a lot of that stuff. So for me, I feel like, oh, this is more of art or speaking or theology or philosophy or a combination of those things. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, But it's not just that. So it's not just the sin of religion of religious people who are, who are destroying our world, okay? It's not just that. It's not just the, uh, the infighting there, because I know I harp on that a lot. It's not just the political parties who are, or uh, political, politi- us people of who, who vote for these parties and then become somehow like carry their flags around as though like we're like at medieval times. <laughs> I mean, listen, medieval times, there's like six or seven different knights you can vote for. Um, so, uh, it's not just the sins of religion or people who are destroying. Um, I'm going to go really, really hard on this one here. We're almost done. But I think it's, it's, it's really politicians and the politicians allowing to be, take, have so much money and get so much money and allowing to invest in things like um, things that make them rich. And they voting towards things that make their room rich, and I have to say I can't judge those people and be like, oh, they must be awful people. Um, I have to say uh, they must uh, be humans, and and I don't know if like I had a group of been like, hey, listen, if you vote this way. <laughs> You, we'll slide this over to you. Like, I don't, like, I, 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 you know, no one's trying to buy me off, okay? That's <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, this is, so I'm not saying like, oh, these evil people, but I'm just saying there are a lot of people who seem to be really human and haphazardly so uh, in politics and um, seem to be just just fine and happy with us fighting about uh Religion, or abortion, or uh, gun control, or or identity politics. Uh, why the, why why we pay more f- for groceries, and why we pay more for gas, and why we pay for like why 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 the uh, uh, corporations seem to get more powerful and, and grow more. You know, so that's that's a that's a thing that's happening. Like I, I, feel like we're just being, like I said before earlier. I don't want to beat a dead horse with this, but being distracted by these groups, and um, and and I think we have to speak up loudly to change laws and to change these things. And I, we can't, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we can't do it that way. But personally, I think that's something that we have to say, like, hey, this is this isn't working anymore. You know, I think what I would love to see is is like conservatives. And liberals and Christians and non-Christians and all the different religions and people who live in this country come together and it's like, hey, we just need affordable medical care, much less medical care. We just need it. And like, if, Could you make it affordable for us? You know, um, I mean, I have insurance and I still can barely afford to go to the doctor's office, you know. Like, you know, you go in and you go, oh, that blood test wasn't covered by them, and that's a thousand bucks. That's, like, for me, that's like, oh, okay, well, now I'm not going to make rent, you know? And uh, so so it doesn't... The system's broken, and we should be talking about the system being broken. It would be much... I'd much rather argue with healthy people <laughs> who are allowed to go and, 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 and see psychologists and see their doctors and have doctor's appointments and do these things. Uh, I, I, I You know, um, I, I would... I would be much happier that way, you know, um, <laughs> to to be, you know, hey, we all can go to the doctor's office and we can all see a psychoanalyst even if we'd like. And now we're going to argue well and maybe grow and feel better and not be so tense and not take this tensity out on each other. Like, it's really easy for me, even this talk, it would be easy for me to get really angry and just take the anger I have towards, like, the price of groceries or the price of gas and just be like, Bleh! you know, I got to blame somebody who's the scapegoat today. And in politics, we just do it with the other. And I just think it's both politicians are more similar. Um, they, but they use identity politics and things like that to see like, Oh, they're so separate or abortion. And they're like, Oh, oh they're, I have to only vote this way. You know, I'm like, man, they're just, they've got us fighting over these things while they're all getting rich. So there you go. Um, I think late-stage capitalism is, 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 has been so brainwashed into us, you know. I think the government and capitalism, because I always hear people like, oh, you're a Christian, you must be brainwashed. Were you raised as a child, as a Christian, you must be brainwashed. You know, there's always a brainwashing thing. Like, are you a capitalist? You must be brainwashed. Are you okay with a two-party system? You must be brainwashed. Are you okay with your party and you think your party has it all together? You must be brainwashed. Are you in a cult? You know, like, it's time to kind of, like, reverse some of those questions. (laughs) You know, like, like, (laughs) are you still really poor and can't afford to pay anything? And you think the the folks that you voted for and were in power never changed that? And then you guys voted for those guys, and they were in power, and they never changed it. Is it maybe neither party's changing anything because there's a system that works for them and not for us? You know? So, you know, the system tells us that's, that's all there is, and then it says, well, look at Russia, and that's what socialism will do to you, and you destroy, you know what I mean, and they just fill us up with bullshit. Uh, it tells us, you know, and so, basically, it tells us that that's all there is, and that this is the only way to act, and so you have to act this way, and live this way, and do this, and, you know, follow A, B, C, and D. And when you don't, you fall out of line, and they don't even have to keep you in line because if you get online and you share about it, someone else will attack you to tell you that you're wrong, you know. And someone from your own party, if you question your party and you use the nuance, they will question. If you say, well, I'm, oh, have you been red pilled? Oh, have you been blue pilled? Just march in line. <laughs> And they go, oh, well, they gave us this or they, my party, let me, my, 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 my group have this. So we, we're loyal till the end, (coughs) you know, like, yeah, they gave you that. But have you been to the grocery store lately? How are your kids doing? Have you had to go to the hospital? Have you, can you afford to buy a home? I mean, these are questions that I think are worth asking. Because this is really, those are ideas of how do we really love our neighbor as ourselves? How do I love my enemy without dealing with my enemy is maybe making life a little bit better for everybody and making life actually livable for everybody and making the cost of living not so horrific that then you can have your, you know, your angry neighbor across the street and knowing that know, at least they're going to the doctor, they're doing the thing and you're doing your thing. And at least we're all able to live rather than we're all like slowly starving and losing our incomes and things like that and like screaming at each other over like things that have nothing to do with that, you know? So I think that's a great way to love our enemies is saying like, okay, Hey, we have to rethink how this system works and how our political system works and how cap. And if you don't think this has something to do with Jesus and loving your neighbor and all that kind of stuff, I promise you it does. I promise this is an essence. This is a way of looking at it. It's very important. So, um, yes, I know in Russia, thanks chills of cold. I get it, but I'm just trying to say what people say. So it's an example. Um, and I, I kind of like communism, so there you go. Um, I think we all know better. I think we all should know better. I think we have this instinct that there's something that is better, and there's a reason why we, you know, There's this meme I always see is like, you don't hate Mondays, you hate capitalism, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I think there's this way for us all to really get this and think differently. Um, Yeah, I'm not doing a QA, and a Sorry, uh, COC, right now. I'm I'm giving a talk. Um, Children, uh, I just sometimes something will scan by my face and I'll see it. And so I try to, you know. Get that out there because if someone has confusion with something, I may say, Oh, someone else might have confusion with that. Um, children, <laughs> children um, uh, just to get back to, the, to what's happening in Palestine, is it's, 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 I want you to think about your own children or your grandchildren or maybe your nieces and your nephews or you know just children in your life and what it must be like to lose them or to watch them lose everything they have and everything they know in such a horrific way and uh, almost maybe feel like the world is against you and that there is no hope you know like i really think empathy with with knowledge can be very powerful. Those are two things I think if we put together that can be really, really powerful. Um, It's funny because I remember a few years ago, oh my gosh, I'm just going really long on this one. uh, A few years ago I was a part of this group called Red Letter Christians and um, they were a little slow to the, uh, the affirming thing, the affirming the LGBTQ folks, and so I was there as the challenge to that often, and I remember one time we were all in a group, and it's all the pastors, all social justice pastors, we're all like Tony Campolo put this thing together, and I was one of the first to be there as, as well as with some of the other guys when we started this thing together. Um, Brian McLaren, a few different people, um, and I remember saying, well, you know, kids are dying. You know, guys, like the, like the fruit of the ex-gay movement, the fruit of this anti-gay movement is like people being homeless and kids committing suicide and families being And, oh, you can't bring up death. You can't bring up the deaths. That's not fair. You're just working the emotions. And almost every person, pastor person, agreed that. And I just said, yeah, I don't agree. And you know what's great is here it is probably 10, 15 years later, and I still don't agree with that, you know? Like, you've got to, you know, it's... Sorry if you're, like, in your adult world, the adult world you have these laws, that things that you're not supposed to talk Well, because then it just becomes, people become numb to it, and that's just not how we do things. And I'm like, well, that's why I love punk rock is because... I think we have to talk about kids are dying and teenagers are going through this and this is hell and this is hell that we're causing because we refuse to talk about it, you know? Um, Do you understand nonviolence? Like all these people in there would have understood nonviolence. Like you see the suffering and then you go like, what is my humanity doing adding to the suffering? So to say things like, oh, well, we can't talk about the suffering or the dying or the dying children, to me is just... I mean, it was really crazy to watch how long it took, like, really progressive leaders to, 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 to start uh, 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 to get progressive leaders to really understand the damage that the anti LGBTQ movement was, was doing. It was really, really surprising because now they all seem really on board. Um, so I think you must yell it from the rooftops. You know, what is poverty doing to us? What is it doing to our children? Why can't our kids have free school lunches and things like that? Like the one meal a day that they should get for free. They're like, oh, let's take away the kids' lunches, you know, and let's go to another war because that makes us rich. Who cares what kids eat? You know, so when you politicians like need like an intervention, you know, maybe we don't need to fight them. We just need to go an intervention be like, Hey man, you guys stop giving a shit about kids. Like, you don't even care if they eat. Like, you've you, you, you've all become about money and the bottom line. Like, our kids are going hungry, you know? They're hungry kids in school, and you guys don't give a shit. I'm in, like, one of the most liberal cities, and you do not have free lunches here, you know? Or at least the city that pretends to be liberal and shocked. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of strange... Uh, performance art here i think to be honest with you so there you go um it's horrific what's going on with the kids and that we deny them food at school um i also want to say this to a lot of folks uh, is is if you don't think if you, if you think religion, that your religion or that some sort of like how some sort of Christianity does not allow you to live life on life's terms, I think you've become delusioned or you've been illusioned or delusioned, been given delusions of grandeur or something else by other people. Because if, let's say, for example, Christianity is correct in one some form or another, um, the human circumstances, the human identity would be known to that. And to act as though that we can't live, like, like divorce happens. I, I was with a buddy last night, he's been divorced twice, I've been divorced twice, you know, it happens. Life happens, life gets really messy. Life gets really tough. And to act as though that these things don't happen to you if you have a religion or some sort of political belief is just really just shitty. And it's just really ridiculous. And it's been hurt, caused to hurt and isolate and discommunicate people, disassociate with people over the years and it's just a method of control and it's really sad and it's really horrible and it should be repented for and it should be changed and people should stop doing that shit. And if you get into a group that says, no, you can't, you know, life isn't tough and you should know better than just say, yeah, I think I'm going to move on. Yeah, It might be time to move on. Now, I'm going to send Jay over here to argue with you guys well and I'm going to move on and then one day I'll go argue well somewhere else but it's not as triggering. <laughs> How about that? Is that a good idea? It's not, you know shit happens you know so for me this isn't the high cost of being christian because christian can mean anything nowadays so for me this is the high cost of being punk which almost punk can mean anything either too but this is the high cost of it of living a life well questioning authority and and trying to follow my convictions to the best of my abilities that are allowed within a system of of capitalism that's built on money um You know, I know a lot of us, if you're like me, you're you're worried and thinking about bills and you're worried about all this stuff. Um, And we we wonder why people are angry or hurt, you know, and assholes, you know, and it might be okay to be a hurt asshole. Maybe give somebody a little bit of grace right now because realize like they're really probably fighting a battle that you're not seeing. And I think we all know that at this point, like we're all fighting a battle to live. And uh, I think even, like, annihilation and, like, destroying someone verbally or arguing with someone really hard is, you know, even well, sometimes you just have to go, like, is this a moment of grace? Is this a moment of where I go, this person's really hurt? You know, I had this person attacking me yesterday, and I kept being, like, you're really, you seem really hurt, you know? And I wasn't doing that in a a disgenuous way. I was really, it's like, I said, I'm sorry that my father has made you feel this way. I'm sorry you're hurt. I can't, you know, it's not, I'm not him. Uh, I'm not hurt. I'm just saying the fact, you know, kept, uh, just insisting, you know. So maybe we have to help each other just realize that we are hurt, you know, that life is tough and that it is sucks on both sides and it's not easy for anybody. Like, could you imagine that? Um, so, so... Uh, oh that's the guy oh this chills of cold are you the guy who put up the funny thing about me <laughs> I hope you are that would be great the guy who attacked me yesterday am I hurt oh yeah <laughs> Were you, what was what you said yesterday hurtful oh yes most most definitely job well done um, you know you know good job folks um, that's nice I don't know why people come in and want to just cause problems. That's always an issue, interesting to me. Is uh, oh, you're not that guy? Oh, dang it! I was kind of hoping you were. Um, well, you know, for a because he, he had uh, he also said you also he used hurted on me, and that's why I thought uh, this this person uh, chills of the cold might be that guy. Who are you? What's your first name? CFC. Um, mine. I'm Jay. Nice to meet you um so we come together and uh, here's my advice here's my prescription for you for all of you who've made it past this hour of which i thought was going to be a 15 minute talk uh uh, we come together in some of the ways i've talked about but also i think if we read uh, or maybe you don't like to read and you like me have dyslexia or you just don't like to read or listen to good books and learn more and grow hi raj nice to meet you um, we read, we listen to good books, we listen to good music, we have good conversations. Um, we think about what's going make what's going to be a world that we can live leaves like these kids where they have to suffer less and where their kids don't have to suffer as much, and where their kids uh, not only get lunch but they don't have to worry about their homes and communities being completely blown up and all their friends killed. Uh, I think that's a, w- a way of thinking. I refuse to believe that this is a naive way of thinking, even though everything I've been trained as a good American is to believe that this is a naive way of thinking and that we have to do more. Um, so there you go. And you go like, well, Jay, I don't think I can get do that yet. You know, What's another thing I can do? You know, And you like, oh, but you get a what would Jesus do bracelet? Um, but that's really confusing. You'll be flipping over tables every now and then as well, going, like, Why, Is this what he would do? Or do I uh, put mud in this guy's eye? Do I spit? Um, uh, so, here, my, my mom, Tammy Faye, she wasn't a perfect person, but she's pretty good. You could maybe try to treat each other, treat others like Tammy Faye. You know, when people would come up and say horrible things to my mom, she always came to come back with a really nice, compassionate thing to say. And, or just even an introduction of, like, Well, hi, my name is this. And my mom was really good at uh, disarming people uh, with uh, a genuine love and curiosity, and and it really worked well for her. Um, I wish I was better at that, to be honest with you. Um, But I'm working on it, and I'm working with you guys on it, and we're a community here. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, I just felt like this was the talk that needed to be given today, and so there it is. Um, So here's my my favorite uh, part. Uh, of, of, of the talk is, is asking for people's support um, <laughs> and if you know me you know that's in jest um, hey listen that's how revolution survives revolutionchurch.com we have the donations at the top why do you have the donations at the top? why don't you have your mission statement? well because it's almost impossible to get people to give unless you're promising them like return in the sevenfold or giving away like prayer cloths or um, you know out on the, you know, streets doing something, you know, I'll, this, this is right now is a community online, so it's a little tough, but this is how this community online survives and how this community online will become, hopefully, a community in person. Um, I'm Looking at some different bars as well as looking for jobs. So looking for, like, once again, if you guys are, you know, people in the Seattle area and you know a place, there's a small bar with a small room in it where we could have conversations and talk and a good dive bar. I would love that because I think that's the best in my of place to meet and one of my favorite places to meet. So let us know and please continue to donate to Revolution Church. Um, it really helps me pay my bills, but it also helps the church pay its bills because we do have bills, believe it or not. And um, in order to continue, we need your support. And, and it's the end of the year, so guess what? You can get a tax-deductible donation. Whoa, there you go. Um, so, uh, wow. Okay. One, one, more answer. Someone's asking me, what's my agenda? My agenda is to hopefully leave this world a little bit better and help people show each other more grace and learn how to argue well and respectfully learn to argue well, but also listen well and talk to each other and, uh, do, uh, change through humanity, uh, and, and, helping people wake up and, and, and see that. And I am a Christian, and I do that, and talk about grace and love, but this is a community of diversity, not just of looks, but we probably all look very similar. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen everybody. I see a lot of your things here. But it's also diversity through thinking. How do I I'm gonna do it? I'm doing it. I don't know how I'm, I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing. That's the work I'm doing. So, you know, I can't tell you how I'm doing it. I mean, you just watch next week and find out more. And... Uh, and talk to these people and how are they doing it because we're doing it together that's how we're doing it um so there you go folks peace patience grace love uh be with you all this week thank you for your love thank you for your support thanks for listening and um i'll see you out there on the online world and maybe i'll see you in person otherwise i will see you next week have a have a fun spooky halloween my kids are so stoked all right bye